You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs, with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Evanov here. You're listening to a new edition of the Music Growth Talks podcast and today we're going to talk about Spotify. Not only of course, but stay tuned. A lot of the questions you've been having about uh, Spotify and getting exposure on Spotify will be answered on this very show. My guest today is Jeanette Berrios, a marketing director of Symphonic Distribution. We've been using Symphonic for our artists for a long time, a great distribution company. And actually, this is something brand new, not announced before. Uh, there is now a special landing page for you, dear listeners, uh, patrons, subscribers, and uh, clients as well. So there is a, a, a special data music landing page at Symphonic. You can find a link in the show notes, but uh, basically it's symphonicdistribution.com forward slash data dash music. If you sign up from that link, uh, you'll find a, a sign up code uh, there. Uh, the the standard um, $25 sign up fee will be waived. So you won't have to pay anything to create an account. With Symphonic, you will be just able to start using it right away in case you want to consider them as your distribution partner. So completely up to you here. Uh, and uh, yeah, so of course, Jeanette will uh, tell you more about how uh, Symphonic operates, uh, what kind of services they provide and so on uh, on this uh, very episode. And uh, then uh, you will hear quite a few insights on getting featured on the stores, how exactly uh, Symphonic or other distributors uh, submit information to their partners and what kind of relationships they have with the editorial teams of um, uh, different uh, music retailers and uh, streaming platforms. So how exactly you appear on uh, uh, a Spotify-owned playlist, for example. Uh, So many artists want to know how it works and uh, you will get some uh, some information about here as well. And uh, yeah, a lot, really lots of great stuff. Uh, case studies, um, the uh, the importance of Spotify for artists and how to get the most out of uh, that platform. Uh, so if you haven't signed up, uh, be sure that after finishing this episode, you sign up for a Spotify for artists profile and get a verified page on your Spotify artist um, profile. And yeah, so really a lot of great stuff. I'm quite impressed with uh, with with how much information we managed to pack in this um, in this episode. Thanks to Jeanette uh, for that one. And yeah, b- before we, we get to the actual interview, just a reminder that um, uh, now uh, I've released uh, a special uh, weekly podcast episode available only to my patrons. So if you want to get access to the Secret Music Growth Talks feed podcast, then uh, uh, consider becoming my patron. It's $1 per month uh, at patreon.com forward slash Andrew Abanov. So you'll get your own unique audio RSS link and you'll be able to subscribe to to this special version of the podcast uh, uh, in your favorite podcast app. And right now, enjoy the conversation with Jeanette Berrios from Symphonic Distribution. So Jeanette, uh, thank you for being on Music Growth Talks. I'm excited to welcome you on our podcast. It's been quite a few years we've been in touch and finally uh, we are having this conversation for the record. So welcome to Music Growth Talks. Thanks for uh, stopping by and let me know how you're doing today. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Honestly. Yeah. It's been a few years since we kind of like engaged and we've also kind of like stumbled each other through a couple of um, conferences as well. So I'm really glad that now we, you know, we get to talk, you know, from, from different parts of the world here, but really excited. And exactly. Yes. Yeah. As Mm -hmm. we, as we uh, usually do also, it's, it's really cool that, uh, yeah, we've been somehow meeting up at, uh, it's a few conferences, mainly ADE, but, um, but not only medium, I think, as well. So, uh, yeah, it's it's great to see you uh, actively participating in different kinds of uh, music conferences. I think it's very important for uh, for representatives of um, distribution, music distribution companies to be in the fields and uh, and talking to partners and to musicians as well and to record labels. And I know that you've been doing that a lot. So do you do mind sharing a little bit about symphonic and what you do there specifically with our listeners as quite a few of our uh, podcast listeners are familiar with the company and uh, we've been using you quite actively as a distributor as well Uh, so um, but yeah for those especially for those who are not familiar with the brand yet a few words and some background yeah yeah and uh and first of all thank you so much for you know obviously like referring us those clients you know we really value that so just to, to let our listeners know a little bit about Symphonic. So, so basically, we're a digital music distributor. And, um, you know, obviously, as, as some of you might know, you know, basically, our, our core business is going to be, you know, the distribution to stores such as iTunes, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Deezer. Our company has a little bit of roots in electronic music because our CEO, Jorge Brea, used to be an electronic music producer. So in addition to obviously distributing to all these you know, just kind of like the major streaming and, and download services. We also have a niche in electronic music. So we deliver to stores like Beatport, TrackSource, Juno, and so on. Like I said, the, the company started with our, our founder. He basically started it back in 2006. So we're really excited and fortunate that, you know, we've been, you know, seeing all these different changes and yeah. you know, all throughout the industry since then. And yeah, you know, he basically started it with no venture capital or outside funding. You know, he started it from his parents' house in Tampa, Florida. This is where our, our headquarters are still located. And yeah, you know, basically, uh, he started, you know, just like any other musicians, letting all his friends know that he, you know, had started this distribution company. And, um, and basically, you know, 10 years, almost 11 years later, here we are. We basically have distributed over a million releases. We have um, about 13,000 record labels that we distribute music to from sorry and then uh about like 250 artists around the world basically you know because a lot of our clients they're split between the u.s and then just anywhere you know like internationally particularly to wherever there's a lot of electronic music so yeah you know, so the but uk it, it, yeah mm-hmm. I, I was i was yeah. i was about to ask which territories outside of the u.s uh where you see most of your the clients, clients. clients yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, so we see a lot of UK, Spain because you know we speak Spanish, so that had you know has helped obviously with that barrier. Australia, Japan, South Africa, Brazil. There's yeah. a lot of good music coming from Brazil. So yeah, so and we basically now you know like I said, our headquarters are in Tampa, Florida, and then we have offices in Brooklyn, New York, Madrid, Spain, and representation in Dominican Republic and Colombia. Since we are doing you know now a push to Latin America. So, so yeah, so, you know, from, 
from our roots, you know, to ele- from electronic music nowadays, we, you know, we can obviously our services are used, you know, can be used by any, you know, they don't limit to any genre specifically. So, so now it's become pretty diverse, you know, so, yeah. you know, a lot of hip hop, cause obviously there's a lot of hip hop here in the U S uh, we distribute a lot of reggaeton as well. Yeah. So Brazilian funk, you know, a little bit of everything. Basically. This Latin market is, is very interesting right now. It's booming and uh, it's really cool that you're working with a lot of artists from, from those ter- territories. And uh, yeah. I, I do think that we are about to hear a lot more artists who are known internationally from there. So maybe you're, you're into something there for sure. <laughs> and and, and yeah, what, yeah. into what you mentioned about the genres, I just wanted to add from my experience, I don't see any kind of any, any reasons why, uh, I don't know, a country, a, a rock artist uh, wouldn't be able to use your platform because you distribute to all the uh, major uh, streaming platforms and stores. But for electronic music producer, it, it's uh, the advantage is clear about, you know, all the dance music oriented uh, store specifically. So I kind of, this is what I, I, I like that there usually there is, yeah, I don't, I cannot think of anything that prevents mm-hmm. uh, an artist in any genre to distribute with you. But then for electronic music producers listening to to us right now, it's definitely something to consider even just checking out the patterns you're working with because not all distributors work with this niche EDM uh, electronic music store. So I think it's yeah kind of important to, to, mm-hmm. to, to mention. So yeah, I mean that, that's uh, that's quite exciting. And I know that you've been doing some, uh, you've been providing quite some uh, additional services to your clients as well uh i mean feel free to mention any in particular that have been particularly popular among your clients mm-hmm. you know and, and that's something too that you know obviously besides the distribution piece of it one of the things that i feel like that obviously we just distinguish ourselves between kind of like our competitors is that we do offer you know other services that artists are able to then either collect additional royalties from the music that they're making or being able to to expand the reach, exploit the reach, you know, with you know, with other like ways of monetizing it. And then we also offer marketing services, and that's something that you know, within those you know, within those services, you know, we help collecting whether it's publishing administration, neighboring rights, SoundCloud monetization, YouTube monetization, and then when we're talking about the marketing services per se, then we help in you know either creating marketing plans release campaigns, which we, you know, there's kind of like a social media aspect to that. We, we help you in, you know, basically building a campaign, you know, around the release in order to be able to promote it. And then obviously the, the relationships that we have with our partners, you know, which today we call them partners. You know, when I say partners, where I'm talking about the iTunes, the Spotify, you know, before right. Amazon, all these stores, because they're not all now, you know, stores per se, you know, because now they're streaming partners. So, yeah, it's practical. Uh, so yeah, so so that that relationship too is really important, you know, to be able to not only, you know, obviously you're uploading a release to, you know, to a platform, but we do pride ourselves in being very hands-on with our clients. You know, obviously we'll have clients that perhaps never, you know, touch base with us, but if you do need help, if you want to interact, if you want to get more ideas, we can help you out with that as well. There mm-hmm. are some, obviously there's a cost associated to that because obviously we have in here, you know, whether it's like, marketing specialists or graphic designers, but we do have a lot of those services, you know, so, you know, release covers, EPKs, lyric videos, you know, just 
anything that has to do with the promoting yeah. of a release. Yeah, it makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense to, uh, I think, offer these kind of services. And for those artists who are, who are just starting out potentially and don't have uh, much contacts in in the uh, music business and marketing world, it's uh, I think it's great that you do offer this these things and i i might have might have questions about uh pretty much everything you've mentioned so far but what is particularly interesting to me is this what is quite unique to you as a distributor in my opinion uh, is this relationship with partners that you mentioned like for example like we ourselves are run an agency here and we do different kind of marketing services for for our clients but we don't have any kind of well, we have very limited connections, let's say, with uh, the, the partners you've mentioned while you work with them on a daily basis. And I imagine you have helped some of your artists and record labels with uh, particular features on mm-hmm. streaming platforms on st- of stores. Can you mention any, any uh, maybe such examples and if you've had uh, case studies of the, that kind? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so basically, like you're mentioning, obviously, whenever, um, let's say, you know, just for people that are not aware a little bit of how this process works, but let's say whenever you go to iTunes or even nowadays you go to Spotify and you see all these like official playlists or you go on iTunes and you see, you know, any, any of these, you know, like the releases that are being featured, these are basically secured through, you know, through distributors like us or depending on, you know, the, the type of distributor that, that you have or the record label with these partners. And basically what's communicated is going to be, you know, what are the, what they call like marketing drivers. And, you know, these marketing drivers are going to be anywhere from like radio support, DJ support, indicating the amount of followers, let's say that you have highlighting any marketing efforts around this release. So this is going to be, you know, from any like PR support, premieres that you're doing, upcoming shows, anything that will basically you know, like any marketing around this particular release. So yes, yeah, so like you're mentioning, we do have, you know, these relationships with with the partners. This is something that we're in constant communication, you know, every week with them, communicating to them, you know, our priority releases. And and we have been, you know, we have been able to secure, you know, you know, I would say many, you know, features, you know, from iTunes to, you know, to Spotify to let's say even now Vivo, because we do music video distribution as well. So yeah, so typically, this is something that, you know, we've, let's say we've even secured, let's say like one of the most recent ones is a, a band from Costa Rica, they're called Patterns. They had like a new single that came out, I believe it was September 17th. Um, and we were able to secure them on Spotify, you know, a premium homepage takeover, you know, right. so that's basically, you know, when you go front and center to, you know, the browse section on Spotify, uh, they were featured there. And that was able to, you know, move the needle substantially for them because we secured it in particular territories in Latin America. So like Mexico, Argentina, Costa Rica. And in those specific territories, they went viral. You know, so basically that initial, you know, home take, uh, homepage takeover then trickled them to go viral in those different territories. And by doing so, then they get added to additional playlists. Right. You know, within those same territories, because there are certain things that are within Spotify, very algorithmic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they were able to be, you know, featured in those. And then that then triggered them to be featured in, you know, or not that triggered, but we, we were able to then secure as well. And it, it, it smells like it smells like a, sound, a small thing, but it is substantial for somebody like this. 
that they got featured in like the indie Costa Rica, you know, they're f- from Costa Rica. So they got featured in the, in the cover of the indie Costa Rica playlist. Oh yeah. The, you know, so uh, yeah. Totally. Like, that's the, yeah. So, so we were able to track now through like, cause obviously Spotify provides really good analytics, at least in comparison to most partners of the activity, you know, where, where is your music? Like in what playlist? is your music located and the amount of followers and all these trends. So we noticed that they got, I think like through the, the entire, you know, like through the, from September to now, you know, January, they had, I believe like at least like 4,200 new followers that they got because of all that. Mm -hmm. And they, this and, and yeah. mm -hmm. So it, it, you know, it obviously for people like that, it does move the needle, the needle significantly. And, and you're able to see, you know, even through Spotify tools, which that's something that I would love to talk about a little bit more, how throughout those tools, like you can definitely like monitor and see the progress that you've had and, and how to use that information to your advantage. We should definitely talk about that. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited and intrigued by what you're sharing right now. And I know how, how important what you're saying right now is to, uh, to indie artists out there who want to be featured on these platforms and uh, who may have great music uh, releases and uh, who may already uh, be getting some traction in particular territories, for example, in their home countries, but they don't know where how to even approach that because uh, no, even those who try know that it's quite pointless to just reach out to like send a cold email to to Spotify. And you get an automatic reply usually and everyone knows about how uh, about the algorithms and the importance of data how uh, these playlists works work on spotify but what you're saying right here is that you can actually affect what is being featured in uh, in particular playlists or on the home pages of uh, of the platforms of some of the partners that who you are working with so can you tell me a bit more on the on the process so how you are picking up the artists to to pitch here because it's clearly not just about the budget. So first thing, first things first, all distributors are going to be different. And this is something that obviously whatever efforts you're going to be communicating, obviously it's really important that you have an open dialogue with your distributor with us, let's say at least for, for, you know, with symphonic, we begin the process with, you know, because within our dashboard, the symphonic management system, clients are able to submit a featured release form. In this release form, basically they'll be completing the information that we were talking about earlier. So obviously like who's supporting the music? What plan do you have around it? You know, just basically I always tell clients that this is the the moment that, you know, like that you can't be humble. You know, you're basically going to like drop in there all the information surrounding this release. You know, are you using PR let's say if you're not using PR, using any promotional services like, you know, like Wavo or Feature FM, you know, what is your budget? And even if it's a small budget, just put it all in there because you never know if something is going to be the one thing that's going to trigger somebody's curiosity and take it, you know, obviously like, you know, within those partners to take it more serious or want, want them to kind of like listen to the music itself. So, so the first things first is obviously communicating to your, you know, to the distributor, relaying all this information. We highly recommend that when you do relay this information, you try to do it at least four weeks before the release is live, because this is when this information, you know, all these features are being planned out. 
this is what is expected from us to communicate, you know, to our partners at least four weeks in advance. So that's, that's first things first, you know, like always add that to kind of to your timeline of deliver the release to your distributor and at least with us with Symphonic, you know, deliver it and let us know four weeks ahead of time. You have your featured release form in order to put all the marketing drivers, you know, surrounding the release. And then, then we also recommend that, let's say a week before the release is live, if you, let's say we're, we're trying to secure a premiere or maybe you got a little bit of like early support, you know, like PR support, relay that information to us. You know, like we always like to at least do one last follow-up because this is, this is basically all ammunition that we can use when we are representing your, you know, like your new release or, you know, like your product. So right. all that helps out. Yeah. And then the, the same thing goes like once the release is live, you can follow up, you know, with us again, you know, like a week or even two weeks and still provide us, you know, additional marketing drivers like, hey, it got played in this radio station or, you know, so and so, you know, X publication supported it or provide us all the links. And if you see that you are still getting like a lot of support for it, even and doing things around it, it is OK to continue to communicate with us on what's going on with the release, because a lot of partners, they, let's say, you know, obviously that they want to be able to have all these marketing drivers, obviously, so it's featured, so your release is featured the day it comes out. But if it doesn't, it like, let's say if it doesn't get featured that day, you know, like the day that it came out, you never know if there's other opportunities after the fact that we can, you know, that they can still be featured. Because mm-hmm. that's happened to us several times that, you know, we had a release that that literally came out and maybe at the time it didn't have enough marketing drivers, you know, that for these editors and these curators to actually kind of take notice. But then literally, I would say like two months later, since they had gotten so much press from it and so much support, then it got featured in three playlists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would always, you know, like, you know, don't give up hope. Obviously, you know, the process is extremely competitive, you know, like, don't get me wrong. But still communicate with your distributor and let them know what's going on. And even so, you know, it's really good to, you know, at least like to talk to the district, you know, to your distributor. If there's like some sort of like label rep, you know, like internally that can help you with these features process, because let's say perhaps you're not in a stage in your career that you're going to be featured, you know, front and center in iTunes. But perhaps there's an opportunity with an appster or somebody like Google Play or maybe another store like seven digital, you know, because there can always be like a potential opportunity for whether it's like whether where you're at, like in your career, or your type of genre, because certain certain partners are friendlier, you know, for different genres. So it's always good to like, at least like, you know, with us, whenever somebody's, you know, like, just like interested in the, you know, being featured, we don't mind having a call and like, oh, let me listen to the music. What does your budget typically look like? Because then we can match your music to those types of opportunities. And it even helps you out, you know, to be able to like understand a little bit more, you know, what would be a good match, you know, for your music. But regardless of, you know, like of that's, you know, that aspect that obviously, you know, I definitely recommend, you know, like talk to distributors, you know, see what sort of opportunities are out there for your music, what makes sense. I feel that nowadays artists should definitely be paying attention to Spotify, you know, like Mm -hmm. for sure. Like if you're not, you know, like if you haven't played around with it, if you haven't claimed your profile, it's like stop what you're doing right now and go and do it. Because uh, definitely, like at least for us as a distributor, like across the board, we've seen, you know, tremendous growth. 
Spotify just they just recently um, uh, released their latest numbers and now they have you know 70 million subscribers yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. 140 like all together if they include also like the the ones on the on the freemium the free plan and I I personally like I really like Spotify in terms that you know I feel that over a lot of these partners and that basically offer you know music out there it's one of the few ones that that they're essentially a music company because if you you know, if you think about somebody like Apple or, you know, or yeah. like a Google, Google or Amazon, yeah, they, they sell music and everything, but it's kind of something that they just stumbled on, you know, it yeah. wasn't, that wasn't like their main goal and purpose. So I feel that Spotify, they're in a good place because they're building tools, not only for users, but also for the artists and the musicians, you know, to be able to, to use that data that they have. So I have here like a couple of tips that I actually wanted to, you know, make sure that we cover, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, obviously, super important to verify your profile. Nowadays, you can claim it. What that means is that now you're going to have that little blue checklist. Before they used to have like a requirement for 250 followers. Now they don't have that anymore. You can go straight to Spotify for artists and claim the profile it's even quicker if you put your Twitter credentials. It almost does it automatically. So once you verify your profile, then you're able to you know, update your artist pick, put uh, your bio in there with links even. You know, so you can probably include like your social media links in there. Then you will also have the ability to brand playlists. You know, so what that means is that the uh, cover for that playlist, for your playlist, you can actually personalize it with a different, you know, a different image there. You can put a bio, a little description within the playlist. You have the ability to put a link or link something, you know, within that description of that playlist. And then obviously you get access to their dashboard, which in their dashboard, you'll be able to see the playlist that your music is featured in. Because sometimes, you know, like if you see it from the original desktop, you know, like let's say if you look at your artist profile, you might not necessarily, it only will take you, I think it's like maybe like five or six playlists. Like you don't know all the playlists that your music is located in. Yeah. So you can see that. You can see uh, a little bit of demographics about your, you know, like your listeners, countries. And you can start seeing trends too in terms of like depending on um, if you're pushing, you know, your, the let's say the release, you know, through different social networks. And you can start seeing basically the, the results of those campaigns as well. And you can invite other uh, members to team, team members of yours to get access to your profile as well. Or at least anyone can in your team working with you can also get access to artists, to yes. uh, Spotify for artists, which I think is great and very helpful that it's such a straightforward and open platform out there. I wish they were sharing a bit more information there still, but even what's available so far is great. Just yeah. just as you mentioned, and those customization options are pretty cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's very a great advice here. So if yeah, yeah. Uh, someone listening to us ha- hasn't done this yet, just go to artists.spotify.com, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Was it that? It's a sp- Spotify for Artists. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Spotifyforartists.com. So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, any, any uh, particular... Um, any additional tips? Uh, and, I mean, you've you've already mentioned how exactly it can be used, but maybe you've seen any particular interesting ways 
these uh, features have, have been used or what you uh, use the most in terms of the stats when you're working with artists? So I feel like there's there's two pieces, you know, so there's obviously the stats and how to look at those and then also, you know, like some good ideas on how to get like followers and how to engage a little bit more within the platform. So I would say, you know, like at least interesting ways that I've seen the platform being used or even, you know, that, that we even use some of these because we also are very active, you know, on, on Spotify. We have our own like symphonic distribution profile and which we feature a lot of our clients' music. But best, you know, like at least like some of the tips that I would give would be obviously create playlists within your own profile. And you can create this playlist, you know, these playlists with like a mix of not only your music, but then other artists that either, and, and these artists can be in different ranges or tiers. They can be, you know, well-established or there can be artists that perhaps you wish that you could collaborate with or inspired you. Um, let's say if you were going to, you know, for a particular album or anything that you might be pushing, I would also share those playlists on social media whether it's Twitter or Facebook and tag those artists as well, because you never know if they might stumble on you and listen to your music. And then there's a way of collaborating, you know, with that artist. Spotify also offers, once you, you claim your profile, you'll see that they'll create a couple of tools for you. So you'll have embeds that you can use for your website. Maybe you can use it in, you know, in like a footer or some sort of like, you know, banner ad in order for, you know, to either embed playlists or embed your follow, you know, like let's say your follow button. So that's really important, especially because when you encourage your fans to follow you on Spotify, there's two different types of playlists that are algorithmic within Spotify, which are the Discover Weekly and the Release Radar. Yeah. That when, you know, when people follow you, then as soon as you release new music, that music is going to be added to those playlists of theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the algorithm. So it's important to kind of like at least do that. I've seen a lot of people get really creative with even creating GIFs and little videos around a playlist. You know, I thought that's that's kind of cool. You can also make collaborative playlists. So basically, whenever, you know, you, you make the playlist collaborative, at that point, it makes it private, so it's not going to be shown on your profile. And you can basically extend it to whether it's like your fans to, let's say, make a set playlist for you, you know, from if you have like an upcoming show, you can extend it to perhaps any like musician community you might be part of, or if you're a record label to all your artists. We've done it here before that, you know, for all our playlists on Symphonic, like we'll make them. You know, let's say we have like our house music playlist and we'll reach out to all our clients that make house music and we'll tell them to add their music to the playlist. And the advantage of that is that in order for the person to add tracks, they have to follow it as well. Right. So, then, you know, so you'll you'll at least be getting a couple more followers as well. Cool tips. I mean, so many specific things that you can try as, as an artist <laughs> and see what works for you. Uh, and I just wanted to add, maybe you've seen this. I'm pretty sure you've seen these ways of using uh, the playlist feature in particular, but I really like uh, playing around this uh, release radar kind of uh, idea that every week the the contents of the playlist is, uh, is renewed. And uh, that's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why this native uh, Spotify playlist got so popular so some artists uh, run 
curated playlist that uh, they where they replace the tracks every week, kind of maybe you know, around a particular mood or something like that. To me, I absolutely love it, and uh, I'm encouraged to follow the playlist much more because it's something new every week. So I think it's something to that may work for particular types of yeah. artists as well. Yeah, yeah. One other thing that Spotify has that's pretty cool. I don't know if you personally have played around with it, but Spotify codes. Have right. You heard yeah, about yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I've been, yeah. I, I, I think I'm, I'm the only one in my, my friends who have used it, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I love it. I, I, I really like this feature. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and you know what? It's interesting because yeah. Um, so basically for those of you that, that aren't aware of Spotify code. So basically now you can go to any profile or any playlist or album and it particularly works on the on the mobile on your mobile phone that you can be viewing, you know, that that release cover. And then you go to the share option and it'll generate like a little code. Like it's almost like a QR code or like, let's say, like the typical like Snapchat code. And then let's say if you're searching for something, you know, basically you would use this for promotion, you know, so you can add this code either in like a little let's say like a little business card or it can be in your signature or it can be in posters and flyers wherever you'd like you can add this code and then if somebody wants to you know listen to that album or you know find out what that code is they will go to their search bar on Spotify and now it has a little camera feature so they can take a, a screenshot they can either take a screenshot they can take a picture of that code and it will automatically take them to that album or playlist that you're promoting so that has been kind of cool, but I, I can totally see that it's something that will take a little bit of time for people to kind of discover it. You know, there's a lot of us, obviously, that when we work in the music industry, obviously, we we're the first ones to kind of find out about these features and we're kind of those like early adapters. Totally. And they may just be a bit hidden by the platform itself uh, because it's kind of experimental and they're seeing how it's, I guess that it's, it's sort of an experiment still, but... As soon as someone discovers how to use it, uh, I think the uh, the use and engagement rate increases dramatically here because it's really handy. And if you see something that if you know what it is, that this is the code that you can scan really easily, uh, you don't need to shazam these channels, look it up by typing the name or anything like that, then yeah, it can... I, it's just the point here is that Spotify is doing some really good things, even despite receiving lots of criticism on different fronts from uh, business to marketing. But uh, in fact, I agree with what you just basically said, that uh, they, they still provide a lot more tools to for the artists than uh, pretty much any other platform out there. So this is something that should be used because I still see uh, so many verified artist profiles who don't have an artist speak who don't have their bios updated or don't have uh, a header. So you have access to all these features already. Like, why don't you use that? So mm-hmm. it's it's about just all of us actually properly utilizing these features. So, I mean, I have to ask you a bit more about playlists because this is something that I'm, I think you uh, experience this as well. I just ask about a lot and you mentioned some specific things here already, but do you have any additional tips for artists who want to be featured but but in different kind of playlists more. So would you recommend building some kind of a specific strategy, like, you know, starting with uh, just reaching out to curators of small playlists and uh, do do you know if the amount of playlists you are featured in affects 
if you're picked up by Spotify playlist or if there is, you know, any kind of, if there are any kind of patterns, things that may help being noticed by the Spotify algorithms and curators? Yeah, so definitely it is important to at least like not disregard just like regular user generated playlists because there's a lot of those that that have a good amount of followers and and the more you're added to playlists, you know, like the chances of you then, you know, obviously because every time a play, you know, like a track or anything is is followed, then that creates a report, you know, for or you know like it's obviously going to be taken notice, you know, with within Spotify. So, so I would, you know, obviously there are going to be, you know, like just basic things like obviously, okay, being verified, having, you know, like, let's say like those artist picks and that you're engaging with the profile itself. But I would, you know, recommend in terms of like, let's say if you want to get support, because obviously people want to get supported and let's say in the main playlist, you know, like obviously like Spotify playlist, but sometimes it's good that if you if you do a little bit of research and cause you can let us know, let's say if to us, like as your distributor, like you can let us know, Hey, I'm interested in perhaps being featured in this other playlist. That's a little bit, it might not have as many followers, but your music definitely fits in it quite well. Then you're kind of like in a way doing, you know, helping us out and helping yourself because then we can just pitch to that playlist specifically, you know, so it increases right. your chances, but going back to, to user, user generated playlists, it's not a bad idea either. And, and we've been recommending this to, to, you know, to our clients, especially because we are starting to do it as well. And it's basically to do a little bit of research and reach out to, let's say, you know, first of all, reach out to, to the users that are already adding your music to their playlist. You know, so let's say, obviously, you would have to do some research and find these people, whether, you know, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn or, you know, obviously finding ways to discover who these people are, but you can reach out to them and let them know like, Hey, thank you for adding my music in your playlist. You know, Hey, I have a new release that just came out. Check it out. I hope you like it, you know, and develop relationships with those, you know, with those users as well. And then, uh, and the same thing you can do it for, let's say, since now, you know, with Spotify, you're able to see, let's say like similar artists to yourself. You can do the same thing. You do a little bit of research and find those artists and see where are they getting the most plays from because you can see it in their profile and reach out to those user-generated playlists, you know? And it might take some time, but if you were to tackle like at least, you know, let's say you have a goal of like, I'm going to reach out to like five or 10 people a week. I'm sure you're going to find a couple of people that are going to answer you back. Exactly. And, and even we've had, you know, we've started to do that as well. And we've gotten great feedback because people are like, oh, this is awesome. You know, now I don't have to look for the music, you know, or I don't have to research it. And, and we send on a weekly basis, you know, out a newsletter to all those, you know, all those users, you know, and it's just basically different genres. So, you know, like, I feel like I encourage that, you know, similarly, like, it's really good to develop relationships, like, uh, with like publications, you know, whether it's blogs or your local newspaper or it may be also uh, develop those, you know, like at least a handful of relationships with those users as well, you know, that have these, these playlists, because that also can move the needle for you. You know, those are the new kind of like curators. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's been about music blogs for quite a few years now. I mean, not not just a few years, but uh, now in, in this PR world, we are 
talking about uh, playlist curators a lot more, but the uh, concept mm-hmm. is exactly the same. You, you, it's uh, still about reaching out with a relevant message and making it clear why your music may be relevant and establishing these relationships, just as you described. And it's, uh, from my experience, sometimes if it's a cold outreach, an artist reaching out to a curator may have even higher chances of uh, getting a reply unless it's a company with established relationships with uh, the curator. But if, if so, the, the thing is that for artists who don't have any contacts and who want to do it themselves, they can absolutely do it the way you just described. Researching, finding uh, the right playlist, finding the contacts. Sometimes it's easy to find an email, but reaching out on social media may be even more effective. From my experience, reaching out on SoundCloud is really effective. If a user is active on SoundCloud, you'll almost yeah. certainly hear back if you if it's not like a spam message, but if you if you actually show that you listen to the playlist. So cool mm-hmm. tips here. I really enjoyed. Uh, I mean, so many things that uh, I hope our listeners are taking note of and, and uh, uh, already planning to start implementing some of those. Do you have any anything else in regards to Spotify? Probably because we just don't have time to cover all of the other platforms here, but anything else that you haven't um, haven't mentioned yet? That any kind of a specific hack or a tactical tip? Of yeah, for, yeah. For um, I think the last thing that that we haven't um, spoken about is um, is not like the Spotify Ad Studio that they they now have like a source right. self you know self serve advertising platform. The budgets there start at two fifty, so that's always you know like at least that's like. That's a good amount of budget. I think that's like a reasonable budget too for an independent artist. And that always can help as well, you know, in, in terms of when you're communicating like your marketing drivers to a distributor like us, then, you know, that also helps that you're investing in the, you know, in the platform. But all in all, you know, obviously these things, obviously in a musician's life, you know, obviously they're wanting to do gigs and, you know, there's so many other moving parts, you know, to it. But I feel it's really important to at least educate yourself and and have an open dialogue with your distributor on, you know, what's the best possible route for, you know, for your music within these platforms. Because, you know, perhaps, yeah, maybe there might be an opportunity with somebody like Spotify or maybe we can look for other opportunities that fit your genre, you know, and and your budget and, and where you're at in your career. But yeah, I think it's all about communication, you know, just kind of like, either having some sort of plan whenever you're releasing your music. I know that sometimes it's like, it's really exciting and you just want to get it out there. But, you know, I always seem like as long as this, you know, like release took you to be, you know, to create it, like you should take even longer to actually like plan it out and take your time. So, you know, it's actually, you know, marketed properly, you know, for any of the listeners out there, I don't think I I said exactly what I did, but I'm actually the you know the director of marketing here for for Symphonic, and you know we have a team here that helps in communicating you know opportunities to our clients, and we also help them whether it's building plans or release campaigns or you know giving them the tools that that can help them in marketing and positioning their their music the best way possible. So we're always here honestly we're open door to help out any questions or anything like that more than welcome to shoot me an email or my team I mean, we're great, more than welcome to help to out know. great to know it's excellent and uh yeah i i, I do hope that 
what you just mentioned uh, is helpful for your existing clients to just understand what kind of uh, possibilities are there if uh, they haven't been communicating with you and just using Symphonic to distribute music, but not been using those uh, featured release requests, for example, and so on. So uh, that's helpful. And then for anyone else interested in Symphonic, the link is in the show notes. Feel free to spell out the uh, the, the URL for those who are on the go and want to check it out. So uh, do you mind? Yes. Yeah, so if anybody wants to check us out, you can check us out at symphonicdistribution.com. So symphonicdistribution.com. And you can also check out our, our blog, Uh, once you get to our to our site, we we share tons of tips there. We have uh, different guides too that we've done from Spotify to marketing plans and templates and all that good stuff. So, so yeah, symphonicdistribution.com. Excellent, and yeah, as as always, the uh, the link is in the show notes. And uh, so, I mean, the, all the tips you've shared on uh, establishing relationships with curators and working with. Uh, with your partners with different kind of streaming platforms and digital stores is uh, is helpful to anyone who wants to build presence on, uh, on on these platforms and reach more listeners uh, so thank you a lot for these tips and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you know the new features on the platform as uh, as usual and uh, yeah I really appreciate everything you've shared with us today Thank you very much for, for having me. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. And as a reminder, you can find the links to all of the show notes uh, at datamusic.com. You can also go to musicgrowthtalks.com and first of all, sign up to the email list there if you haven't done that yet. And yeah, so just find uh, this episode. It's number 102 at Music at the blog. And uh, you will find all the links there, including the special sign up URL, which you can use to create an account with Symphonic Distribution without paying the standard uh, $25 sign-up fee. So this is a special deal for Dotted Music subscribers, you know, podcast listeners, clients, all of you good people out there uh, listening to me right now. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the uh, the conversation with Jeanette. And uh, if you have any questions, let me know in uh, uh, the SoundCloud comments or as a review on iTunes, that will be uh, particularly appreciated, especially if you give it five star rating up to you there, but just as a general reminder, it really helps us being discovered when you leave um, a rating to any of the show, uh, or any of the episode rather, of the show on uh, iTunes, so on Apple Podcasts, as it's called right now. Uh, thank you all, and uh, till next week, till the new episodes of Music Growth Talks. Thank you a lot for listening. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.